Welcome to the Rennie Podcast, a podcast about the real estate market and the people connected by it. We seek to empower our listeners to make informed decisions while providing context for the real estate world around them. We hope that with every episode, you become a little more knowledgeable and a lot more curious. On today's episode of the Rennie Podcast, we are happy to have Vincent Lee, the founder and president of one of Vancouver's top real estate media companies, iShot, here to discuss the topic of real estate photography. What started off as a passion project over 10 years ago, with just a camera in hand, iShot has now become one of the leaders in the media solutions industry. They now offer new and innovative solutions for residential and commercial properties with a full range of services that cater to clientels ranging from realtor representing sellers to developers with multi-level high-rise projects. Welcome, Vince. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Justine. Uh, first of all, I guess that's the one of the best introductions that I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Um, it's the pleasure. It's definitely mine to be here. Thank you. So let's get started. Let's talk about how your passion for photography turned into what iShot is today. I want to take a brief moment to say thank you to Rennie. The, I guess the Rennie family, the Rennie group really kickstarted my uh, career. I bought my first camera in 2009. It was a simple Canon XSI. Uh, then I went to, you know, take a bunch of courses in Langara and some online courses. As you get into photography more and more, you start to realize, you know, there's a lot more fun. Equipment is one of the big things, uh, you know, cameras and lenses. And as everybody knows, the photography equipments are quite expensive. Uh, so from there, one of the Rennie agents uh, decided to just ask me, hey, why don't you come shoot my listings? And I thought, hey, this is kind of pretty fun. You know, I get to shoot some homes. Uh, see some beautiful homes and then kind of get some cash to uh, pay for the equipment, pay for the toys. So that's kind of how I got started. That's great. So it kind of started off as something very small, doing something on the side. Was it like a, a weekend gig type of thing for you? Yeah, yeah. So initially I started off by just taking photos either at lunchtime because I had a full-time job at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, take photos and you know, within that one hour lunch break or on the summer long days, we would take photos after work. And of course, all the weekends, I would fill it up with shoots. It was actually quite a bit of fun. It was like very stressful, you know, run around and everything like that. But uh, that's kind of how it got started and, and uh, started taking courses on how to take architecture pictures better, real estate photos, and um, just kind of go from there. And how long were you doing that for before you realized that you could make this into a full-time job? Well, I think for a little bit. Um, of course, like jumping into a full-time job, photographer has always been very, very scary, right? Mm -hmm. It's always that leap of faith, that jump. I was actually doing it very safely. I was shooting real estate photos for about three years, I would say. And you get to the point where you're like, okay, you're very comfortable because you have the full-time job, you have the benefits mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, all that production safety net, I would say. And then, then everything we do on the real estate side is on bonus, right? It's like, you know, it's full of all the funds and the toys and everything like that. Uh, eventually then you felt uh, you become more time constrained and more restricted. And I think I eventually got to that point and decided to take the leap of faith and, and, you know, dive into photography full-time. I would say like, it's, it's a very calculated risk that I did, the mm -hmm. way that I did it, um, because I had that mindset where I was like, you know, we're only serving, we're only doing the weekends and the weeknights, and um, there's no way I will lose customers per se. I should definitely be able to gain a lot more customers because I have a lot more time mm -hmm. to service them. Uh, with that mindset and, and the fearless mindset, I should say, just kind of went ahead and got it done. That's great. Yeah. So you've had a long standing relationship with our company, um, you know, through our advisors and now 
through to developer services as well, doing some photography and other media work for our developers. So it's it's great to see how that evolution of that that side of the business has has translated over the years. Can you tell us a little bit more about the name iShot? How did that uh, that name come about? <laughs> I, I, yeah, the name was it's it's funny. Like it's so one day we're just going over with the photos with with the rating agent, and then he was like, "Wow, this photo looks really really good." And I said, "I shot that." Yeah. And, and then kind of that's just kind of like, yeah, he shot that, and so basically the name kind of stuck, and so that's kind of like how I shot came from. And I think the really funny spinoff that I always tell clients sometimes is that it's the exact same spelling with is hot. So <laughs> occasionally we call it, you know, we call ourselves is hot instead of I shot. So both works. Uh, I, I just thought that's actually like a really fun name. And at least we get to say it that way. That's a funny story. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about the two divisions, uh, business divisions that you service within your your company? Yeah, absolutely. So today uh, we do service both sides. Like you mentioned, we have two divisions. So we have the real estate side uh, where we service all the realtors. And then we have the commercial that you briefly mentioned with the developer services. The real estate side is the where I guess we have where we started and where the it's the foundation of the business where we just continue to drive and, and do a lot of listing photos and videos and floor plans and that sort. Uh, the developer side of service is a little bit uh, is where we kind of do a little bit more elaborate work uh, where the videos we would do some more storytelling, more scripted. Mm-hmm. Uh, storyboarding, as you say, sorry. And then the the photography, we kind of do a little bit more. We calculate the time of the day where we would come in, you know, to to work on those and uh, kind of pay a little bit more closer attention to the design and the style instead of just the space of the for the real estate side. Let's go right in and talk about what real estate service photography is and why it's important. You know, how does iShot differentiate themselves from other companies within the industry that also provide similar services? I think for us, it's the operation side of the thing. So we work really, really, really hard uh, to make sure that the operations of the the jobs run very smoothly. The goal is to uh, for an agent to come in and make an appointment. And everything else flows very smoothly from making an appointment to actually doing the shoot to the delivering of the photos within the next day. And then also to the final part uh, where we, uh, you know, all the invoicing. Uh, so everything seems very seamless for you. And mm-hmm. uh, and that that's kind of our goal in the customer service there. Okay. So can you tell us more about what's a typical turnaround time or, you know, when you're trying to book you, because typically in real estate, I would assume that things usually happen very quickly and unexpected. So what is that looking like if we wanted, somebody wanted to to book you for video or photos or floor plan, what would that look like? Absolutely. Yeah. So we do have a dedicated booking uh, scheduler right now. Uh, So you would call or text us and there'll be a live person that comes and then kind of book a schedule with you. Usually we book about two to three days out. For anything longer in that, I think it's not acceptable because you know you have to you have a dedication to your sellers that you want to put the home on the market quickly, and so it is our goal or our job to kind of get to you uh, to do the shoots very quick. The turnaround for the shoots another thing is uh, once the job is already done, we turn around the photos in in one day in the next business day. Wow. I should say, yeah. So usually, if we shoot on the Monday or Tuesday, you have the photos by Wednesday, which is uh, fairly quick for you to kind of list on MLS and have the photos posted. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the operation side, you must have quite a few people working behind the scenes for you. How many people does iShot right now currently employ? We currently employ 15 people. Operationally, there's already 
seven people operationally mm-hmm. to kind of make sure everything runs smoothly from the bookings to the you know the scheduling of the works to wow. the photo editing the video editing and of course all the floor plans deliveries and uh you know all, all the revisions so yeah operationally i think more than half of the staff are, are part of the operating team to to serve and how many photographers or videographers would you say that you have on staff right now we have three uh, photographers on staff and uh, two videographers on staff and then uh, three floor plan um, on staff and then one um, Matterport tech on staff. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about Matterport for those who are not that familiar with what Matterport is? Yeah, so Matterport, uh, to me, I believe the easiest understanding is like everybody knows what the Google Street View is. Mm-hmm. So Matterport is essentially the same thing, but for the inside of the home. And so it's kind of like a tool, it's a laser LIDAR scanning tool machine where it kind of scans the entire space as it is. And uh, as a user, you can walk around the entire space as if you were there. Yeah, that must be very beneficial for potential um, buyers who are looking, especially in times like this, where it may not be so easy to go to a home and just visit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So we've spoken a lot about photography. Are you able to tell me what the difference is between real estate photography and architectural photography? Yeah, certainly. That's one of the questions that we ask a lot. Um, Real estate photography and architectural photography, there's a lot of parallel. There's a lot of things that are nearly identical for the two. Uh, One of the big differences that I'd like to mention is that the application, the use of the photos are completely different. Mm -hmm. In real estate, you would take the photos and you want to showcase the space as much as possible. And you show it that by, you know, the correct colors and the feelings and whatnot, but really to show the space. And so the viewers can imagine what that space is or how it feels like to be in that space. Architecture photography, on the other hand, the application for it's a little bit different. Typically, they would go into awards, submissions, or prints in magazines and that sort. So the orientation of the photos are completely different. Mm. Uh, typically, what that translates to, we would shoot a little bit more vertically, uh, for vertical, I should say, vertical portrait images mm-hmm. uh, versus something that's always horizontal landscape, quite wide. And so within that, you would see quite a bit of difference. And also the architecture photos, it's a lot more detail oriented and you would focus a lot more on the purpose of the design, the purpose of the architect and the interior designer and and the flow of the home. And so it's that, that alone, the images when they come out, they look completely different. So is there a difference in how you shoot your photography based on the different product types, whether it's a you know one bedroom condo or a ten million dollar listing? <laughs> um, yes and no. Uh, I think it depends on the application of the of the assignment. Uh, if we're shooting for a real estate agent on a ten million dollar home, uh, we will naturally shoot a lot more photos, and as the, there's a lot more design elements behind that uh, versus a one bedroom condo. Usually we, we would always shoot uh, at the best of our ability and to showcase the features of that particular home. So there's not too much difference in that aspect, but naturally, of course, if the house is uh, aesthetic, more pleasing and the subject matter is really beautiful, uh, we the, the photos typically turn out a lot nicer. I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we talked a lot about the residential services that iShot provides um, for the everyday seller, but what is, how does that differentiate to what you guys offer for developers um, when you're selling something that's possibly a multi-level high-rise project? Yeah, um, on the developer side, on the commercial side of the business is uh, quite different from the real estate. Um, 
realtor side. One is that it's already been built. The realtor side has always been built. And so it's actually a lot easier to kind of create content for that because it's already there. For a lot of developer services is always on the pre-sale side. Mm -hmm. uh, for us, we are involved or engaged with the developer in to kind of build the story, to build that lifestyle for this particular new project that's coming on. So we would always kind of film quite a bit of the lifestyle, the neighborhoods. And one of the things that we do frequently all the time is actually uh, filming the progress in terms of the construction site updates, that sort okay. of stuff. So those are always quite interesting. So usually when the building is continuing to go uh, and we will come out, you know, once every couple months or so and, and just kind of provide an update. And then that update then gets to send out, you know, to show like, you know, the buildings are coming up nicely and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, we do time lapses of that too as well. So you can showcase the time lapse with all the construction being done. One of the more recent jobs that we have done is we're doing time-lapse, aerial time-lapse. So we actually would have the drone up in the air and uh, it would be a set uh, GPS route. And so we come out every week or every two weeks or so and we would do the same flyby. And at the end of the project, we can actually build a video of the uh, the time lapse, what you everybody expect, but now in a different perspective up in the air. That's very neat. Yeah, so that's actually one of the new things that's actually pretty cool. And would you say that there's you know different challenges when you're working with um, you know a seller of a residential property versus you know a developer for a, a project? Um, absolutely, I, I think there's a lot more you know planning involved. Uh, to do work with the developer side of the business, a lot of planning um, and a lot of meetings and to make sure that everything we produce is actually, you know, to what they're looking for, right? So there's not a lot of guesswork and all that. So everything is actually planned and predetermined and, and um, you know, predetermined and check the, you know, you check the weather and you make sure everything is done properly. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of things that we always check with the cities, the permits for the drones, uh, all those type of things. And of course, insurance is another thing that we'd always have to play. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so to usually work with the large developers and, and whatnot, you actually have to have quite a bit of insurance paperwork in place, uh, liability insurance and all that type of things. And of course, safety is another big thing on the construction sites. Right, so I think that's something possibly a lot of people don't know about or wouldn't have considered. Right. On, the, on that um, developer's aspect of the photography is all those insurance aspects that come into place. Yeah, like, you know, you, there's a lot of, lot of different paperwork that you have to fail to be part of the vendor, right? On right. the vendor list, yeah. So what would you say is the big advantage of using professional photography to sell your home? So I think professional real, uh, photography is extremely important. So if you look at, uh, you know, product photography, wedding photography, Everything is just like, uh, it's, it's the, the feelings that, the emotions that it kind of bring to you. For real estate photography, especially, the very first part that you see on MLS is the listing photos. You want that photo to be quite inviting. Real estate photography is important uh, to me. It, there's three reasons or three points that, you know, that came to the top of my mind right now. The first reason is the most obvious where as people are browsing through online, they want to see the photos right now and you want a really nice, clear representation of the house that you're selling uh, as a realtor. The photos is the first thing the, the potential buyers will see and they, you know, that's very important. They want to see the beautiful photos. They want to make that call and come see your place. The second part of the why real estate photography is quite important for an agent is through time, you will build quite a portfolio of beautiful images of all the homes that you have listed before. So you're armed with a, uh, an amazing portfolio of all the tools that you have. And so in the future, if you go into a listing presentation to find like a, to, you know, to a, a potential home seller, you simply go, hey, you know, we work with the best. We work, I shot, these are the portfolios 
uh, of the images that we create for you. And then we'll do the exact same thing, a lot of the, these marketing tools for you. And usually that's kind of like a great asset, uh, you know, behind you. The last part why uh, real estate photography is important, in my opinion, is that these photos kind of represent or provides a great gift for the homeowners. Uh, as you print these photos out, you know, the homeowners have been living there for quite some time. Uh, so there's a lot of memories being created for them, right? So when you show them the photos and you kind of gifted them, it's a long lasting memory for them, like a simple photo album. So I think these are all the crucial part or crucial important parts of being uh, to have professional real estate photography done. So who typically decides if a home gets professional photos taken? Do you have sellers who approach you personally saying, I want to use you? Or is it mainly your partnership with um, realtors that you've had developed over the years? I think it's a little bit of both. Most of the time, it would be for realtors that we developed over the, uh, over the years that would use us and continue to use us because it's always the same branding look. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have some certain cases where the homeowners come and they've seen our work online and they say, we want iShot to, to take photos of our home. So that does happen. And, uh, and usually then the agents will contact us and we're happy to do the shoot for them. And, and it's, it's been uh, really fun that way. Have you ever had any sellers who have changed their mind and decided not to sell their home after they saw the photos being so beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of times, yes. They would see the photos like, wow, I don't, I don't, don't think they knew that my house could look like that. But that's the reality. So, you know, it's quite beautiful. Yeah. And I think that just speaks to the work that you guys do, right? Thank you. So speaking of photos, I know visually iShot has a signature look. Can we talk about the, your, your look? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it is true. Um, we do have a signature look. And uh, I think the funniest thing is like a lot of times uh, some of my friends, they'll be like, oh, I saw a listing come on. And I believe that you guys shot it because of the photos look like it's your work. Um, so we focus on very, very natural light look. Um, we don't do a lot of over processing on the images. We try to keep it as natural as we can um, by utilizing a lot of flashes and a lot of lighting equipments to make it look as natural as we can, mm -hmm. uh, as, as, as reverse as it sounds. Um, but yeah, like, so, so I think that's our look to be very airy, uh, very bright, bright and spacious and airy and comfortable to look at. Mm -hmm. um, the key thing is the colors, the color has to be correct to, to the eye and that it's very natural. So it doesn't look over processed. It doesn't look fake. The blues are not too blue, you know, that sort of things. Yeah. I noticed, um, you know, I, I would describe your signature as very inviting. Right. It's something that it's very, it feels very warm when you're looking at it. It's very soothing to the eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, and like you said, it's very natural. So it definitely, um, you know, sets you as a part from other photographers that I have seen out there, which you might have their own different signature style. Correct. Yeah. Different styles and, and such, but that we try to have that very casual, very comfortable look. Right. And it's also, I would say, translate relatively true to the real product, right? <laughs> but maybe an enhanced version. In the enhanced version. That's correct. <laughs> And it's funny you mentioned that because like one of the, 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 the most uh, enjoyable things that we would do is we would always try to shoot the photos. That's very inviting to drive a lot more leads. Uh, the best rewarding feedback that we would get is often is when people will come to the open house or come to the showing and they will be like, wow, this place actually, the photos of the place looks a lot nicer than the <laughs> actual place. <Yeah. laughs> so then that kind of tells us that, you know, we did our work, we did our job and we right. kind of got the people to come in. Yeah, yeah essentially, I guess photography, the, the key thing is in real estate photography is to get the people through the door. Correct, yeah, right. to kind of make that call and then yes. drive the interest, yeah. Yeah, so can let's talk about what sets iShot apart from the rest of the industry and the other 
um, photography companies out there. As we know, there are plenty of photography companies that offer similar services. What sets your company apart? I think for iShot here, we want to be your one-stop shop, really. And so we work really, really hard and try to bring professional work and always be the best, the industry leader in every services we do. And that's from photography to videos, mm -hmm. uh, to floor plan measurements and to matter scans. Um, so for whatever services that you would need, you would just need to make that one call and we're always there and we can produce all of it. And one big difference with us is that we do not subcontract our services out. Everything is done in-house. And I think that plays a big major role and that differentiates us from a lot of, our, mm -hmm. lot of other players there is we control the quality, we control the... Um, you know, like the service level and everything like that. Right. And and so if there's any mistakes or any revisions and that sort of things, we can change it right away instead of trying to outsource it again. And, right. and usually there's a lot of delays that way. Um, so I think that's one huge difference that we strive uh, today to be completely different. And what would you say the iShot culture is like behind the scenes in the company with your, um, you know, with your colleagues? Um so unfortunately, I've always been with Renny and, uh, and, and one line that Bob said that really, really caught my attention and really stuck with me is that he says that I'm not allowed to be me unless I allow you to be you. Uh, I take that to heart because it really makes sense in the creative industry is we, if we do not allow our creatives or our photographers, videographers to do what they love to do, it's very difficult for us to grow and, you know, grow as a company and continue to be innovative and continue to be better all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I, you know, I take that to heart dearly. Yeah. And I think everybody in the company here all knows that quote very well. And we, <laughs> yeah, we all, all live by it too. It's ingrained in us. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the path. Yeah. So Vince, with your relationship with Renny, we've seen you, you know, quite often coming through the doors and, you know, working alongside with our advisors as well as with the developers. Can you just give us an idea of roughly how um, much business you guys do on a day-to-day? -day? Yes, absolutely. So today at iShot, we can actually run a capacity of roughly 25 jobs, 20 to 25 jobs a day. Uh, on a given given day, that's why I love what we do. It's, it's all completely different. Uh, but typically on a, on a normal usual day, we would wake up and we would take a look at the, some of the emergency uh, emails that come in. We get roughly about 100 emails a day. Wow. Uh, a lot of them are like requests on new bookings or change requests and that sort mm -hmm. of things. So we try to get the revisions out uh, to the customers ASAP. Um, then from there, we look at uh, all the photos that were shot yesterday. And we go ahead and start them and start editing them quickly. So the editors will be really extremely busy editing them. And uh, the, the scheduler will continue to pick up phone calls with customer service and scheduling phone calls. And the videographers usually deliver the videos and we send everything out. Um, so on a given day, it's all about kind of operations, all about the deliveries, all mm -hmm. about meeting the deadlines, the tight deadlines that the realtors have. Uh, so then they can get their listings up on MLS quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's been extremely challenging, as you can imagine, with all the volume, but mm -hmm. uh, so far it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question is what type of challenges do you guys encounter on a day to day? Just because we know that, um, like you mentioned, you get about 20 to 25 jobs um, or assignments a day and having such you know short notice and quick turnaround times. What are the challenges that you guys face? I think that it's the to prioritize. It's how do we time manage ourselves properly? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody, every job, everybody is very important. Uh, so the revisions come in and we try to just figure out uh, how quickly can we get this done and, uh, you know, and how urgent they are. And usually all of them are extremely urgent. So we do have staff 
to handle all of those, luckily. Um, so say a floor plan revision or a photo revision or a video revision all goes to the different editors. So because that the workload is divided up, it's not just to one person that's bottlenecking the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we take pride in that. So we, we do a lot of changes quick. And I think that's the one of the biggest challenges we have. Right. And so what would you say is a percentage of um, requests that you have to, to turn, or, turn away because you aren't <laughs> able to, to fulfill it because obviously you guys are very busy? Luckily, not so much because we continue to invest in ourselves and we continue to grow the business and mm -hmm. we continue to grow our, the, the culture and the people in the team. Um, so because of that, like we don't necessarily have to turn away lots of jobs. And then I think that's our main goal is to always provide that service and then we will always invest in ourselves and always grow the team to to handle the capacity so as we know professional photography is an integral part of selling homes what would you say is some of the advantages of using real estate photography I think the real estate photography is such an important part, uh, like I mentioned before, is to drive a lot of traffic into your home, right? Um, we've been through, you know, the good market, the bad market, and of course the pandemic market. Uh, I do see that, you know, on the bad market, the real estate photos kind of generate a lot of buzz, uh, right. especially good real estate photos. Uh, and you would like that to, to kind of help your home sellers to, to generate more buzz, to drive more traffic, to come to your listings. Mm -hmm. uh, on an extremely good market, the idea to have extremely good photos on a good market is to, same thing, you drive more traffic and you, you know, your idea to sell at a higher price point, mm -hmm. you know, with more interest, right? Uh, on a pandemic market, it's the exact same thing. People cannot come see your open houses. Uh, so our service become a lot more in high demand. Uh, so photos and videos, and of course, the matter per tour becomes very integral part of the selling process. Uh, especially as the, the, the COVID, you cannot, you know, visit homes. So how would you see that change in the services that you offer or the demand in the services that you offer because of the transition out of COVID? Um, Matterport in particular, I think, is uh, is one of the services that, that, are, that a lot of people ask us about. Matterport, believe it or not, has been around for some time. Uh, we are one of the first companies that actually offers that in the city. Um, however, pre-pandemic, the service itself wasn't very well received in Canada. Usually, most of the feedback that I receive is that uh, the, the agents would prefer the people to come into the home mm -hmm. instead of seeing the whole thing. And uh, and so they, they like the people to actually come because, you know, you see right. the neighborhoods and that sort of things that doesn't represent or show in Matterport and or, or building amenities, that sort of things. Mm -hmm. However, with pandemic times, you no longer can do open houses. So a lot of the agents now have to turn to Matterport as one of the selling tools to kind of move for the people to see the homes. Um, what they realize now with Matterport service being used a lot more frequently, I suspect that when we transition out of the pandemic, uh, Matterport should still, will, will still serve as a really good uh, service to use uh, because during the pandemic or even afterward, they found that the Matterport actually allows the people to see the home. So the people who actually come to the open houses or still make that call to come see the home mm -hmm. are very, very interested buyers. Right. So, so you actually, yeah, filter out quite a bit of the, the, the people that's not, not quite interested. 
Yeah, so it's like pre-qualifying already. In a way, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. buyers. Correct. So yeah. like sometimes you, you already, the buyers that would come see, they've already did the tour. They, they, they know what the home is going to be like and, and you know they're very interested buyers. So now that open houses are allowed again over the past few weeks, have you noticed a change in the type of services that are being requested? Not so much as, as of yet. Like as I mentioned, like the so the photos and the floor plans are always the staple. Mm -hmm. uh, we would always recommend either to go with video or Matterport, uh, one or the other. And I think it's still split between 50-50 for us. Uh, a lot of the realtors, they would still go with the videos because... Uh, the video is great. It's a one-click play, and you just play and listen to the music and actually watch the video and submerge yourself in that. Whereas the Matterport is a lot more interactive. You actually have to click and walk around and all that. Mm -hmm. So the, the tool and the service itself is completely different. And so I would say it's still 50-50 for us. And Art, can you elaborate a little bit more on how your services change depending on how busy the market is? So a slow market versus a, a busy market, how how does that affect your your day-to-day? -day? Yeah. So iShots, uh, luckily I've been, you know, we've been doing this for quite some time. So I've seen, uh, you know, the busy market and I've seen the, you know, the down market and all that. And I do realize that during the, the slow market, our services are quite high demand as well, uh, because that's when the agents, you know, they, they would, um, the marketing of the particular homes mm -hmm. becomes a lot more important. And so on a slow market, we're still, you know, always kind of operating and quite busy. On a busy market, when everything sells within a day, uh, the we are still quite busy, of course, because at that time, as a, as a good agent or a good realtor that, that the market's your home, you want to try to gather as much leads or as much interest for the space for the home. And then, then, you know, you try to sell it for as much as possible, you know, in that, in that given high market. Right. And I would assume that potential buyers often go back and reference these videos and these, these photos and these Matterports, you know, when they're at home, because we've, we've all been there looking at real estate and, and clicking. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Always clicking, right. And trying to envision ourselves in, in the space and, and living there. So I can, I assume that this is very important. Mm-hmm. So we talked a lot about professional photography, but obviously there are people who, you know, may not be able to afford the professional photographer or decide to just go their own route of just taking their own. Um, yeah. Right. So what would you suggest to people who are taking their own photography? What are some major no-nos that you definitely don't want to take photos of? Oh, um, if you were you know, taking photos with your phone, for example, I think one of the major no-nos is to tilt your phone. Uh, that's the very most common mistake, like the... the you would kind of tilt your phone and you basically all your vertical lines are completely distorted. Your horizontal lines are distorted. So as a professional photographer, I think one of the key things is to make everything straight. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's the number one key. Uh, you could do that with your phone as well. Uh, just have to shoot it a little bit more straight versus kind of tilting your phone. So definitely, I think that's my recommendation. And how about certain areas of the home that you would say is not a, a great fit for a photo? <laughs> I, I think the most common ones that I see all the time is people will always take a photo of the sink by itself. And, yeah. and I'm not sure why, but I guess they're trying to show the faucets. But yeah, definitely I wouldn't do that. Um, I, I would always try to take you know either the views or, or the living space or of course the kitchen. I think those are the key areas to, to focus on. And are there special tips and tricks to make a photographer's life easier if they're trying to photograph a home um, in terms of how the space should be laid out or types of um, things that should be put away? Yeah, so 
you know, after photographing so many homes, I think one of the key things to to always put away for me at least is the toothbrushes and the and and the shampoo bottles, that sort of things mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Um, usually, so for us when we come to the job site, that's one of the things that we always do. We before we shoot anything or we set up anything, we kind of do a quick walk around of the space, and from that we kind of identify what are some things that to, we should remove or move, and we do that before we even do the shoots. So one first thing is always make sure you have the toilet seat down. Uh, the kitchens will make sure there's the, the fridge is clear. Uh, typically, there's always a lot of, you know, fridge magnets, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So we usually clear those. And then, you know, the counter space. And then we will clear the, you know, the, the spatulas and the cutting boards, those mm-hmm. sorts of things on the kitchen. And, of course, as I mentioned before, the bathrooms will definitely be the shampoo bottles, the toothbrush, toothpaste, those sort of things we'll remove. Um, and then, you know, you'll look a lot nicer uh, versus then, you know, having them on there. And fans, believe it or not, like uh, fans is another thing that we remove quite frequently because uh, we don't want to show the fans are in the room. Uh, to oh. me, that's like an eyesore, you know? Right. So, yeah. I guess that's also to, to tell probably people that the room is hot. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to do that. Uh, but to me, yeah, it's like a pretty much like eyesore, the plugs and the fans and everything like that. Right. And you don't want to, like you said, represent thinking that the space is hot when it's not. Yeah. So you mentioned previously that you've done over 1,500 homes, um, photographed over 1,500 homes. <laughs> Can you tell me what is your favorite type of home that you like to photograph? Absolutely, yeah. Like, you know, after seeing all these different type of homes, um, I think there's obviously more difficult homes to photograph and the easy homes to photograph. Believe it or not, I think the easiest home to photograph are the, those beautiful built designer homes because um, they're already so beautiful and they're they're new and, and everything is just gorgeous, beautiful furnitures. So I think those type of homes are actually the easiest work to do, um, believe it or not, because uh, it's hard. It's it's hard to do to get a bad photo when, you know, mm-hmm. when the home is so beautiful, right? So because of that, uh, my favorite homes to photograph are usually the more older ones, like the older homes that is kind of a bit more run down, maybe 20, 30 years old mm-hmm. or so. Um, our goal is to always make those homes as beautiful as they were new. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we achieve those, I think that's the most uh, rewarding part of our job. I love photographing Tudor homes. Uh, I think the old heritage homes and houses are, are the most fun to shoot. Mm-hmm. They're the most difficult to shoot because of the exposed with beans and, and that sort. Um, but there's so much character in those from stained glass to, you know, classic kitchens mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, you know, hallways and the stairs and Usually I love shooting those. There's just so much character, uh, so much um, design and the feelings in those. And and to me, that's probably the most uh, fun shoots to do. And is there a favorite home that you've ever shot? A favorite? One of the homes that I like to mention that I've shot is, uh, it was a very extremely beautiful home. The entire home is a custom build. This one stood out to me is because I from the outside, you'll see, you know, a beautiful landscape, beautiful pond with koi fishes. Um, but once you go and photograph inside the home, there's actually that same pond transfers into an, in, like an aquarium inside wow. the house. Yeah, it's quite an amazing design. And, and so I think that totally stood out to me. It's just such an incredible space to photograph uh, from the outside of the koi fish and the ponds to the inside where you're actually seeing the fishes like as you were in the aquarium. Um, I have never seen any house like that. That, that. that one definitely blew my mind. Wow, that sounds amazing. And do you have the worst home that you've ever shot? (laughs) (laughs) I think the worst home, let me think. Um, I have one. We have actually encountered one of the homes that is the most odd home that we've shot. Um, 
the whole entire house has been transferred or converted into multiple rooms. So the homeowner actually removed all the the living space, the dining space, and everything. And I think it just turned into a complete little dorm. <laughs> and so I think that is definitely quite odd. Uh, uh, but it turned out to be a straightforward shoot. They're just basically all. 20 bedrooms and the kitchen. <laughs> and then so so yeah, I think that's one of the most odd homes we've done. It's interesting because you would never probably have known from the outside. No, you can't tell. Yeah, from the outside, it just looks like a normal home. But once you go in, this is all rooms and hallways. So seeing all these beautiful homes and all these different types of character homes, how does that impact you in the way you see your dream home? My dream home is very still very basic. I think for me, I like the modern minimalist design homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like concretes. I like wood beams. You know, so a lot of the homes that you see today are kind of like that. It's a lot of mixture of the nature and and the and the concrete floors and whatnot. I do hope to do that. That would be kind of one of my dream homes: big windows, big wood beams everywhere, and you know, concrete floors. Um, Sounds beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So we heard about all the services that iShot provides today. Where do you guys see iShot in the next five years? Well, I think that's the what I think about every day, you know, where we can go from there. Um, I do hope that one of the things that we continue to do is to continue to bring more value to our clients, right? Not only to provide the, the beautiful photos, the videos, and that sort of things. Uh, for us, is now it's trying to explore how do we be more of a team, be more part of the team by bringing more value to you. So by team, you mean the real estate team? Correct. Yeah. So like, you know, be part of the realtors team to kind of continue to help you bring the marketing materials Mm -hmm. and continue to help you get more listings and and that sort of thing. So when you show up to a listing presentation, it's, you have a lot more um, tools to work with uh, to show the homeowners. Right. Because at the end of the day, it really is a partnership. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And the more value that we can bring, you know, to help you grow the realtors, like to help the realtors grow their business is is one thing that I hope to continue to, to, to bring to the table. That's great. And we hope to see you guys expand through that way. Do you guys have any plans of expanding geographically or, or is, you know, Vancouver just home for you guys? Vancouver will always be home. Um, the Ideally, yes. If we can grow geographically, that's the, that'll be the best. That'll be the plan. But in order to do that, we have to continue to grow our, our team, our operations team solidly, continue to grow our um, culture well, so we can continue to or attract more shooters on different cities. Mm-hmm. And so that's the key thing for us. Like we don't want to grow geographically just to grow geographically. Mm-hmm. We want to grow organically and attract talents to join our team and when we join our team they happen to be out in Abbotsford per se or Victoria per se and we have the operational team to support them so yeah definitely that's the one thing that I would love to be looking at but we want to do it slowly and accurately and never to compromise the service and 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 the quality of the work of course yeah thank you so much Vince for joining us this afternoon I learned so much more about photography today than I thought that I ever needed to know but it was really great insight and I think we can all take those little tidbits of information that you shared and you know maybe apply it to our everyday or possibly pass that information on yeah thank you so much for having me here it's been so much fun yeah if there's um, anybody who wants to contact you or get to know more information regarding yourself or your company iShot how can they reach out to you Oh, so yeah, we're very active on Instagram. So you can look for us up, uh, look us up, sorry, at iShot.ca. Or you can always send us an email, uh, which is hello at iShot.ca. 
Great. Thank you so much. And、um, hopefully, we'll be able to have you again soon. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. The Rennie Podcast is a Rennie production and is recorded on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil Waututh Nations. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to learn more, all resources mentioned in the episode can be found on rennie.com. e